Well, hello and welcome to the Godliness with Contentment podcast. We are here to have a conversation about how to win with money from the Bible's perspective. To stay out of any legal trouble, I must say that the contents of this podcast are informational in nature. If you need professional advice, please consult your lawyer, financial advisor, or accountant. This is Godliness with Contentment podcast episode one. Well, thanks for joining me on our very first podcast. Let's talk a little about me and the podcast. My name is Keen O'Hanna, and I live in the beautiful islands of the Bahamas. I am a Christian. I am married to my beautiful wife, Pamela, and have two children, Jalen and Jade. Why am I doing this podcast? About two years ago, I started listening to Dave Ramsey's show, and quickly realized that I had done money all wrong. And as a couple, we had done money all wrong. Well, mostly wrong. It was then that I decided to change our money journey and pull Pam along, kicking and screaming. It wasn't that bad. She followed my lead, and although she's a natural spender and I am more of a saver, we came together to make it work. We are currently going after paying off our mortgage, and by God's grace and some hard work, it should be done in less than a year. The good thing is that we have no other debts to contend with at this point. I used to think that we would just pile money on it until it was gone. But then, there's something that comes in the way called life. Life happens. We get sick, the car breaks down, the roof leaks. As I like to say, life happens. The great thing here is that these have become inconveniences and not emergencies because we are going after financial freedom God's way. Along the way, I became a certified financial coach, and that's what I am. I'm not a financial planner or advisor. I'm a coach, but I'm also in the game myself. I also embarked on a journey to find out what the Bible says about money. Coming out of that search, I discovered a newfound understanding for money from God's perspective. I'm still learning, but I want to share with others how to reach financial success from the little I know from the Bible. There are a few principles that will guide my talks. One, stewardship. God creates all and thus owns all, and we are merely managers or stewards of what he puts in our charge. Two, hard work brings a profit. Three, God wants us to be debt-free. Four, we are to save and not just spend. Five, we are to be generous. I'm not saying that this is everything that the Bible says about money, but I believe that these are the key things, and as such, I will focus on these to help you on your path to financial success. My goal is to put out one new episode each week discussing finance-related items with the Bible and real life both weighing in. I want to kick off my first podcast with a scripture found in Luke chapter 12, 
from verses 13 to 21. Jesus is approached by a man who wants Jesus to get involved in splitting the inheritance left to the man and his brother. There's a good chance that he was the younger brother. By Jewish law, the older would get a double portion, and in the case of the two brothers, the younger would get one portion. So, either his brother didn't share with him as yet, but more than likely, he wanted Jesus to go against the law and cause his brother to split the inheritance 50-50 with him. Jesus does not intend to sort out the inheritance, but instead warns the man about greed and tells the parable of the rich fool, which is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. In the parable, there's a rich man with a unique problem. He had plenty of stuff and did not know what to do with it. When was the last time that happened to you? It isn't bad to have an abundance. It, it actually sounds quite good. Jesus brings out in the passage that it is more important to be rich towards God. Being rich towards God includes, but is not limited to, thinking spiritually about money, giving to the poor and needy, not putting money and stuff before God, and not being greedy, but generous. Going back to the rich man in the parable, he came up with a solution to his problem. After thinking to himself, he figured that he should tear down his barns and build bigger ones, take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. At first glance, it's not a terrible thought. But what else could he have done? Well, he could have looked at his abundance as a way to help the less fortunate, widows, orphans, the poor and needy. One of the phrases I've held on to for years has been, enough for us, abundance for others. I did not come up with this phrase, but I believe that this is the way we need to live. What happens to the man in this parable? Well, firstly, God spoke to him and called him a fool. God demanded this man's life that very night. Yikes. You may ask, why did God demand this man's life? Or perhaps, how could God demand this man's life? Well, God is God. He is the creator and everything belongs to him. Everything includes that man's life and mine and yours. Everything and everyone belongs to God, whether we believe it or not, whether we live that way or not. Your life belongs to God. Your money belongs to God. So what am I saying? It isn't really your money. It is God's. And we are to use it the way he says. So the question we need to ask is really, how do we spend God's money? I do not share the passage to scare anyone, but to lay the groundwork in your mind that God is the creator and sustainer, and thus everything belongs to him. We need to look at money that way as well. There's a thought out there, among many, that once I give 10% in the plate, right, contribution or a church, 
I'm good. I will do as I please with the 90%. Well, I disagree with that based on what I see in the Bible. We are to use all of it, that is 100%, the way God says. Two years ago, at the age of 46, my wife and I began our first sensible path to financial freedom. We are what you call late starters. She's actually a few years older than I am. No retirement plan, no emergency fund, living almost paycheck to paycheck. At the time, we had the mortgage but also two other loans. Our financial house was messy without direction. Reading the scriptures helped me to see that if we had followed the Bible as it relates to money, then we would have been so much further along in our money journey. Being a Christian for more than 20 years did not mean that I was 20 years smarter where money was concerned. Going to church every Sunday did not mean I was getting the biblical financial education I needed. And I'm not blaming my pastor or your pastor either. All the blame falls on me. I did not do my job studying the Bible well enough and applying what I read to my life. Money was seemingly outside of the realm of God and the Bible, although the Bible speaks tons about money. I deceived myself and I was deceived. This may not have been the best way to start my podcast, but I need to start. I will not do it at all. I hope to get better as I go along, and I hope you join me for my next episode along with your friends and family. Please leave a review so others can find it and get the help they need as well. This is Kino Hanna signing off. Check you later. 